Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another Reality Check Leadership Live podcast. Today with more two incredible guests that I'll call right now. Welcome, Savvy. Welcome, Alex. Up, Thank you for hey. being here today with me, my friends. How are you guys? Doing good. Doing great. Doing good? Yeah. You are, you are on the exactly on the other side of the world. Tell us a bit where you are. Just I'm in Lisbon, sunny Portugal. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I'm in Miami Beach, sunny Miami Beach. Cool. Mm. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just right outside of Chicago. It's not so sunny today, but hopefully, right. hopefully the next couple of days. <laughs> Well, guys, thank you so much for 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 being here with me. Um, it's it's I've been following you for quite some time. I've met Savi uh, a couple of weeks ago. Alex, you were one of the reasons that made me, you know, push and, and work in video in LinkedIn. And uh, you know, you you explode. Your explosions of creativity are really inspiring. So thank you so much for being there. Let's start by. Uh, um, I'm going to challenge you. It's a, it's a really cool challenge. I'm going to ask you to share a story with us, with our audience, but I'm going to ask you to share it with, um, I'm going to give you the first, the first sentence of a story, uh, and then it's up to you. So let me see what I have here. So Savvy, let's start with you. So I'm going to ask you to tell us a story about you, about, a oh, come on, we cannot do this one. Let's do another one. Tell us about a person that makes you feel good. Hmm. Tell us a bit about you, about a person that makes you feel good. About a person that makes me feel good. Well, um, that's actually pretty easy for me. So um, I have a really good friend. Um, her name is Katie. And uh, she also, uh, she's a, an amazing salesperson. But what, uh, how we actually connected as friends was um, also you know, building our businesses on LinkedIn. And through that friendship, it's like we talk to each other every day. We understand about each other's lives. And we the, the cool thing is that we are both going through a lot of the same things in our business. Mm -hmm. And I think it's pretty rare to be able to find a friend that is going through the same business things that you're going through. You can bounce ideas off of. But you can also just be friends with them. Um, I think that there's like a certain mindset to people who want to build their own businesses and it can be pretty lonely when you don't have people who share that kind of mindset with you. Um, and so you try to seek it out in different ways. So I feel pretty lucky to have her in my life and um, she makes me feel good. She's an amazing friend. Great. Thank you so much for having shared that. Katie, uh, I'm looking forward to also to meet you online some someday, right? Alex, let's go. Let's go to you. Let's let's see what this uh, you know more than one story. Well, Alex, tell us about something you miss. Something I miss? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm so grateful for where things are. Like I don't know that I really sit around and think about what I miss. Um, I will say this though, in a weird way. I, I miss a little bit the, I, I, you know, when I was leaving my full-time job mm -hmm. and that anticipation and that build of like leaving your full-time to like pursue your dream, there are times when I miss that a little bit that I, I miss that like adrenaline and that, that energy and just like the, the move from leaving something that you're not really happy with and that's not your future to go pursue something that just lights you up in every single way possible. 
And so I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, you know, as good as things are going now and I'm very grateful and I'm happy and I love what I do, but there are times when I do miss that. It's kind of, that's why I believe mm -hmm. so much and they really have to enjoy enjoy that journey as you go to where you're, wherever you're trying to get to, because the only thing that we have right now is this present moment. We don't know what's guaranteed in the future. We don't know what three years cool. looks like, two years looks like. So sometimes we're trying to get to this spot so bad and I want to get the promotion. I want to get start the business and turn it into X or Y. I want to make a certain amount of money, but it's like, then we look back and we're like, man, those are some of the best times. You know, those are some of the best times. So putting cool. in my notice and, and going through that process is something that I, I do sometimes miss. So you thought a little bit, but you ended up with a really cool, cool thing, Alex. And, and taking yeah. that, tell us a bit about your story. So, how did you uh, <clears throat> decided to leave that and jump into, into your own business and set up uh, what you you're, what you've been doing so far? How was yeah, that? Yeah. So, long story short, like I always, I always knew I had this creativity inside of us. I think we all mm -hmm. have unique creativity and um, traits and strengths and talents inside of us. The yep, question is, we're we going to be bold enough to unleash those and use those and showcase who we really are. So I eventually listened to that voice inside of my head that said, yo, you're supposed to do something bigger. You're supposed to make a bigger impact on the world. You're supposed to help people change their lives, change, transform their businesses. And so I decided when I was working my full-time corporate job that I was going to start a business. I started a business. It was going to be sales consulting because that's what I was doing. That's what I knew. And then I got on LinkedIn and my whole world changed. I started posting video content. I said, you know what? I'm going to be myself. I'm going to, I'm going to do fun edutainment type skits. And the videos were not good in the beginning. They were quite terrible, but I was just testing and trying and doing different things. And it was making me happy. I wasn't, you know, in the beginning, I wasn't making any money. I was working my full-time job and this was more of a hobby. But as it kind of snowballed, I was like, wait a second, you know, this is pre COVID of course. And so I'm like, this is late, late, late 2019. And I'm like, you know, I think there's something to this whole video content creation, social selling, right. having it, building a personal brand. I'm like, I think this is going to be big in the future. And then a few months later, COVID hit and it just expedited everything that I thought was going to happen by about five or 10 years. So I, I, during that time, decided to transform my business from sales consulting to content uh, marketing and social selling. And that's what I, I, I now offer as part, of, as part of my products and services. But I saw yep. that kind of playing out. And then, um, yeah, from... February 2020, I won my first customer in the business. And then July 2020, I was putting in my notice to leave the full-time job to, to do this full-time. So, oh, so it, you, it were doing, cool. you were doing things in parallel, right? So you were working, mm -hmm. but you were still you know, getting out at six and then starting to run your LinkedIn stuff. Yeah, I was yeah, a busy, I know the drill. busy guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Great story. Savvy, what about you? Because I know, and I know you have a really interesting story, life story also. Tell us about that. Yeah, no, I'm happy to share. Yeah, so for me specifically, um, I think that also really driven by COVID. So I decided to start my high performance career coaching during COVID. Mm -hmm. What really drove me was that my entire career, I wanted to do something where I could help others um, just achieve their own dreams. And I had no idea what that was for a really long time. Um, and then when COVID came around, I just said, you know, what am I waiting for? Things can change in a second. Life can disappear. Everything that we know that's normal can completely change. So I decided to create um, a program that helps people get promoted. So it's a high performance career coaching boot camp. That's what I do. And I specialize in helping people become the expert in their roles so they can uh, get promoted and make more money. And why I wanted to do that is simply because every company I've worked at, I've been able to excel. I've been able to apply myself and 
work on cool projects, get to know executives really well. And for the longest time, I didn't know that it wasn't really a skill that people knew how to um, do. I mean, you know, moving up in your career is completely different than being really good at your job. And so that's why I think a lot of people are frustrated because they'll say, hey, I'm so good at my job. I get great reviews, but yet still I can't move. And that's because it's a different skill set. So this is what I teach my clients to do. And I absolutely love it. And I love helping them. And I love the transformations. And you guys work with with, with clients all over the world. It's mostly on North America. How how does that work? Because like like Alex was saying, you, Savi, COVID really has exponentially brought people on board, you know, remote, remote career counseling, remote uh, business and marketing advice, consulting, all of this exploded, right? So I can imagine that you guys have customers a bit all over the place. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, all I, over. Yeah, there's a delay. Um, uh, for me, it's mostly North America, simply because okay. the techniques and tactics and um, the way that you, um, you know, uh, operate in the workplace is different from country to country, from culture to culture. So I don't know enough, for example, about Japanese culture to hmm. say my methodologies would work in a Japanese company. But I know, right. for, I know for 100% uh, it works in, in North America. So that's where I focus. Cool. So tell me a bit about that, uh, that, strat that strategy on LinkedIn. Because you guys post content on a regular basis, filled with value, and um, you know, th there's a lot of people talking about this at, th at this moment, which is in order to generate value, you have to give value. But it's a bit uh, strange, right? Because you are giving the secret sauce, but at the same time, <laughs> you are you are selling the secret sauce. So, how does that work? Yeah. Well, really, what you're selling is the context. You know, I mean, I'm, mm -hmm. I don't know how the savvy's business works, but for me, it's like it's we're selling a community, we're selling a um, a process, a system, the context of how, what adjustments do you need to make in your specific business and your specific content and your specific social selling. So, you know, when you think about LinkedIn, there's kind of two aspects to it. There's the brand and the content, which is stuff that you put out that draws people to you. That's fantastic. Yes. That's the best. But then the second side is the outreach where you got to know how to social sell. You got to know how to get out there and win business before your content starts to take off. And so I teach both, but I can give away tips and tactics. Just like if I was a boxing coach, I could be like, yo, this is how you throw a jab. This is how you throw a right hand. And then you get in the ring and you're like, oh, okay, this is a little different than I thought. I'm getting punched now. What do I do? How do I make this adjustment? And that's where people like us come in, where it's, it's the context. It's well you do jab, but not in that scenario, you wanted to slip it first and then come back with the, you know, so that's how I think about it. There's, there's tips and tricks and strategies that you want to provide that bring people to you because they now see you as the expert and, and sure they can take some of those and apply them right away. And that's fantastic. But then when they get in the situation, they really want to get high level results. That's when they call in right. an expert to, to help them speed up that process and really generate real results. But that has really changed, right? Because in the past, I, I remember LinkedIn. I've, I've been on LinkedIn for several years now. And I remember that LinkedIn was a platform where you, where people would, would be sharing thoughts and quotes and inspirational stuff. Now, if, if we... It really, still is, man. It, it still is, but if <laughs> you connect... To a certain extent. Yeah, if, yeah. You, if you really connect to people that uh, you know, do their 
that really are working to add value. Yeah. It's it's incredible. What's what's your view, Savvy, on, on LinkedIn as as of today? Because you yeah. also provide content, right? How do you how do you talk with your boss? How do you what you know, all of those tips and tricks that you do that are really relevant and important. Yeah, so um, it's interesting, like exactly what Alex said about his business, I'm doing the exact same thing in mine, just specific to people who want to move up in their career. So very much creating a community of like-minded individuals that have the same goals for themselves in their own company, different sector, et cetera. But um, I think LinkedIn is amazing. Um, first of all, there aren't that many creators on there. So for me, I feel like I have a lot more opportunity on there to give value versus some of the other saturated platforms. The yeah. other thing is that LinkedIn is where you go to do business. So people are already in a very specific mindset on LinkedIn, which um, is great because that's why the content resonates so well. And I've been able to quadruple my following in like, you know, four months. Um, whereas like on Instagram uh, and other platforms, you have people with multiple mindsets going to those platform and it's just a different vibe. Um, and I, what I'll say also with, with creating content and giving value and just going to what Alex said is, it's fine for for me to tell everything in all the videos. I don't hold anything back. But it's also like, you know, when you read a book about how to do something, there are a lot of nuances that books do not capture. And also it depends on your specific situation um, that depends on how you apply what you need to do. So I would say like books, um, even the videos, right? The videos are amazing, but you cannot capture every single scenario in a video. There's no way for me to tell you in a one minute, 28 second video, every scenario on how you should go about, right. You know, getting yourself becoming visual to senior executives. So it's really the appetizer for what you could potentially learn. And then once you get into the program, then you get the full meal because then you're able to get the one-on-one -on -one coaching and really understand like how something applies specifically to your scenario. Um, and the other thing I'll add is like, I learned this, um, you know, and again, I experimented with LinkedIn earlier in 2020. I'm actually an off the charts introvert, but I forced myself to start to make video. And um, once I had meaning behind putting myself on video, it was a lot easier. But I'll say that when you understand your value, when you understand how you're going to help improve someone's life so they can get the career that they've always worked of, you have a very specific kind of following. Like your message is more targeted, your following is more targeted. And so it makes for a very rich interaction when you go back and forth. I think when you don't have a content strategy or you're not clear on what you actually have to offer people, like, it doesn't, to me, I don't care if you have 100,000 followers, like if you have no engagement or people aren't looking forward to your content or you're not generating videos, like, like it doesn't matter. Like I, I understand metrics matter, but my audience, I'm so grateful is that they, they really enjoy the, the, the videos I put out and they're really engaged and you know, they're bigger yeah. people that, that are like, let me just get big, big, big. 
But if you have no context, it's not really valuable to have like a big number. So it's all, so again, just, you know, context and, and really knowing what you have to offer. Thank you for that. You, you, you've touched the point about content strategy. I'd like to understand a little bit more about that, meaning you guys know your, your thing, you know, know your market, you know your, the needs of your customers. Uh, but do you plan, do you anticipate those videos, those posts? Uh, what's your strategy behind that content creation? Yeah, if there me, is I mean, one. Yeah, no, <laughs> there, there, is there one. definitely is. Yeah, there definitely <laughs> is. I mean, for me personally, you know, I I love the creative stuff. And so for me, it's fun for me. It's a, it's a fun process for me. But um, the way I teach it is a process and there's a, there's a blueprint behind it where it's like, you're not, you're not probably going to be creating a video and then the next day posting it. I mean, you could, don't get me wrong. And there's times where you could pick up the phone and just shoot a selfie video and things like that. Right. But for me, what, what works well for me is I plan it out. So like I'll record a video tomorrow. Tomorrow's kind of like my production client recording day that I'm going to post four weeks from now. Like it's an edutainment video that okay. I'm going to post four weeks from now. Four weeks. Then I, okay. Yeah. Then I break down my micro content. I'll send that to my editing team. They'll break that down. So I'll have clips for the next three to four to five weeks. I'll write, you know, my text post out, things like that. So um, that helps me stay in the business. When you have a process and a system, it helps you. Uh, one, I think it helps you be more creative because you're not like under, you're not like chasing the next post for tomorrow, trying to think of something really creative. I spend every morning in the creative land and just thinking about the ideas and concepts, but two, it allows you to stay in the business and focus on your clients and winning new clients because you're not stressed out about, Oh my gosh, I got to get a post out tomorrow. How am I going to do it? And I think that's one of the concerns that when I first talked to a business owner or a founder entrepreneur, um, anybody that's wanting to create content and grow their business on LinkedIn is that they're like, how do I, the time, you know, like I don't want to, I can't be spending all day on LinkedIn. I can't be creating content you know, in between meetings and things like that. And the reality is you just got to time block out specific times that, Hey, I'm going to record some things here, or I'm going to take this podcast or this live show and knock it down into four to five micro content videos yep. that I'm going to post exactly. on LinkedIn. There's all types of really strategic things that you can do where it doesn't take all day to make content. Even my creative videos, people are like, you must spend all day on those. And I'm like, absolutely not. You know, I write out the script and then I film for 20, 30 minutes and then it's off to editing. It's like, it's not that much. But the process, you got to have a good system and process. Otherwise, it's just all over the place. Cool. What about you, Savvy? Yeah, so I think that Alex probably has a, 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 a knack for, I mean, clearly he's in the marketing business. So I think that his capabilities to crank out content is probably a lot higher than the average person's. Um, it's definitely a lot higher than mine because I... I remember I tried to write 10 scripts once. It took me like over two weeks. So I don't have, I mean, I think that the, the fact that Alex has four weeks of content like planned, ready to go. I mean, even with my editing team, I think that's awesome. So I, but I probably have about one to two weeks worth of content ready. Um, honestly, sometimes I just do it week by week, but I also have made a decision that I post two, uh, two to three times per week that's what I can handle. Um, and for me, um, it's very much like, you know, my creative process is, is very much like how I feel like, okay, what topic is it that I want to talk about this week? Do I want to talk about um, time management? Do I want to talk about how you, under, how you do like, uh, you know, how you work cross-functionally? 
Um, and so mm -hmm. I have to kind of feel the topics that I want to talk about, and then I create it that week. But I also have a system that I write scripts. I also film. Um, but the scripts are, it's really the power. Um, so it, it just, it takes me time. But I do have a process. It just takes me time. And then once I've, you know, filmed it, it goes off to, to my amazing video editors. Um, and, and then it, and then it comes out. But mine, when, when you see my videos posted on LinkedIn, they're probably like one to two weeks um, fresh. Cool. Thanks for sharing, guys. And I'm happy to see that you both have an editing team because this is my editing team, <laughs> which is always a start. We have to start somewhere, right? So I, 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 got, a, I got another question to you, which, which is about um, you know, this thing of gaining confidence of being in, facing a camera which uh, I see a lot of people struggling. And um, yeah, I, we've seen, I read several people saying, yeah, just do it and see where it takes us. But doing it, it's, it's hard, just giving that first step. What would be your, your advice? Because you work with so many people that uh, I'm sure will have the same doubts and questions. One of my favorite quotes that somebody told me uh, I'm not sure who came up with it originally, but I just I'll now never forget it. They told me, when you remember your purpose, you'll forget your fears. When you remember your purpose, you'll forget your fears. So it's all it's and it's easier easier said than done, of course. But my thought process is that when you're going to record something, I think what what happens, I know what happens most, in most cases, is people get inside their head and they start thinking, all right, I'm going to record this video, and they start thinking, me, 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 right? Which is normal. We're humans. That's just how we're programmed, right? We think, oh my gosh, what if nobody likes it? My tribe, they're going to exile me. You know, like I'm not going to survive now. That's how our primitive brains think. We worry about judgment, the fear of failure. All these things pop in our head, but really it all comes back to us right. as opposed to us just saying, let me put the ego aside for a little bit. And can I just create something, regardless of how good the quality is right this second, can I create something that somebody else could use and that would be valuable to that person? And, and obviously you want to tailor it to your specific audience that you're trying to win business from, but um, that's how I think about it. And then the other side is that when were you good at anything that you just started off with from day one. So think about when we, when we first started walking, when we were like babies or toddlers, did we start walking? Do we instantly just pop right up and like, we're just roll, we're just like running around? No, we were, we tried to get up on coffee tables and stuff like that. And we stumbled, we fell down, we got knocked down again, we got back up, we fell back down again. Did we quit and just say, you know what, this walking thing's just not even for me, I'm not even gonna worry about it? No, we kept on walking. So I think people also have to understand that, you know, failure and making bad content and messing up and making mistakes that's not a that's not a block to success that's actually the bridge to success like you have to have that otherwise you're not going to be successful there's not one person whether you know their story or not there's not one person that's just massively successful and they didn't make mistakes or have failures and that kind of stuff so i think understanding the primitive brain and the psychology behind why you're probably scared to get on camera is important to know adjust the mindset and then know that this is a process. This is a journey. If you're going to start learning Spanish tomorrow and you have, you've never learned it before, you're going to suck like for a long time, you know, like until you start to pick it up and then through, you're going to make progress. And I, I always just teach people to focus on the progress, not the perfection and you'll be fine. Great piece of advice. Thanks. Thanks, Alex. Savio, on your end, you talk with also people that want to move up their career, right? And one of the challenges on these, on these people, it's, Sometimes their communication and their ability to communicate correctly and properly to their 
to their other leaders, to their peers. What what are the typical issues that you find on on, on people that uh, on introverts like you were mentioning uh, mm-hmm. that really struggle with communicating their message clearly and they they don't know how to how to proceed. Yeah, so the, the number one thing is, it's actually very similar to what Alex said, is like um, they get a lot inside their head and focus more on yeah. how they think that immediately they open their mouth and it's going to be nonsense. So they are already planting that seed in their mind, but it goes back to um, what is it that you want to get out of this relationship with a senior executive? So it's very easy to be like, oh yeah, you know, I want to know this particular person really well. I want to know this person that's at a very high level very well. But why do you want to do that? Because it's kind of like if I if I compare it to having followers on LinkedIn, right? Building relationships internally in a company need to be strategic, and they both it needs to be reciprocal. And in order for there to be reciprocity, there has to be something that bonds to people. There has to be a common thread. The LinkedIn followers, it's like trying to to build relationships in a company without a bond, without something that connects you, is the same thing as going into LinkedIn and just clicking connect on the first like 100 names without thinking about why you're connecting with them. So the first thing that people need to do is they need to understand why do you want to uh, connect with a senior executive What can I learn about them that I either can have in common or I know something about or I'm curious enough to research? So it's number one, forgetting about just checking the box, which is like, oh yeah, I just want to know this person. Find the common thread, do the work to actually get to know the person on a human level, but also realize that senior executives are people too, and they didn't just wake up one day to become senior executives. They actually moved up the ranks. They put in their time. They were most likely at your level at one point, and they can see and notice and smell people that just want to connect with them to say that, oh, I want to be connected to this person. They'll see it a mile away. But if you genuinely want to get to know them, you're hungry and you want to do good work and add value, they will also see that and they'll be more apt to help you. Sounds 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 great. You know, I was I was thinking in what you you guys were saying about failure and about uh, you know moving forward. And at least here in Portugal in, in this uh, Latin culture, failing is something bad, you know. Although mm. we, we might feel and we might say, yeah, failing is the way to learn, which I totally agree. But if you open a company here in Portugal or Spain or Italy, whatever, if it fails, your your CV, your your you know, your your career gets a stain. Mm-hmm. And it's stupid because that that stain uh, you know really had 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 taught you a lot of st- a lot of stuff. And I see that, at least in Portugal, I, I see that there is a lot of people that have are afraid of putting their, themselves out, really because culturally it's hard. It's really hard. And I find that, uh, I don't know what experience you guys had with uh, you know European countries, working with customers in European countries, but I, I'm seeing a lot of differences between when I see your content, your videos, the way you interact with people, it's pretty different than the way we here in, interact with people. 
and that notion of uh, you know hitting a contact and saying hi hey, i want to meet you because i just want to meet you because your content is interesting normally you can get a response saying but aren't you selling me anything what's what's in it for you and and when i get back and say no no i just want to meet you it's, it's strange mm -hmm. for them you know mm -hmm. let me see if i can put <laughs> i'm okay. trying yeah now you're here Cool. So thank you for that. I have a question about your businesses and about your experiences in your business. Is, can you tell me a story about something, you know, very difficult, some, 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 some hard experience that made you learn and evolve while setting up your businesses? Yeah, um, I'll take this one if you want first, I guess. Um, I, really quickly to that other point that you were just talking about, too, is that you got to you know, I understand there's cultural differences and your family, there's friends, there's a lot of influences. I think your ability to just really visualize what you want out of life and sort of right. drown out a lot of the noise. I mean, a lot of people told me that I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do this. I, this was going to fail. This isn't going to work. And I think it doesn't, it, you, you just got to close your eyes and think, what do I want this life to be? I get one life to live and what do I want it to look like? And what do I want to do? And how can I find something that lights me up every single day? And, um, and yeah, man, you, if you really want it bad enough, you got to drown out a lot of this shit around you. Like, that's just the facts. I mean, so it, it is what it is, how bad you want it, you know? So I Alex, understand. I can, that I can tell you a, a really simple story. A couple, 11 years ago, I got into an international competition because one of my dreams was to go to Antarctica. That was one of my dreams. And I, there was you, a... You just love the weather there or what? I, I loved everything about it, you know, since I was kidding. seeing those. Yeah, yeah but I love <laughs> the, the, the remote, you know, virgin yeah. type of nature. Crazy. It's, it's crazy and love it. And I got this competition. The, the prices are prohibitive for a Portuguese guy that didn't was not working. It would be crazy. And I got into this competition, a uh, post-blog uh, competition, where the guy that would get the higher number of votes would win the... the the, would win the trip to Antarctica. And I was competing with uh, 500 guys from North America, National Geographic, singers, all of that. But I really wanted that. I really wanted that. So, you know, I, I, I clearly I've decided with a couple of friends that we had a big group working on that. Uh, I've decided that I needed to do something really out of my comfort zone, something really crazy that would boost the people going to that website and vote. And it was in plain August. So uh, what I did was I've created a penguin costume and I went to vote in the national election dressed as a penguin. Can you imagine this? Yeah, really. And, and I phoned a couple of uh, TV stations, network stations. Yeah. I said, I'm going to do this crazy stuff. And I can tell you, those were the, th the, the three months, the, the, the three most incredible months of my life because I went to all TVs, all radio stations. It became a Portugal against the world competition. Hmm. Everybody, and, and, I, and I made it. I won that, that trip. It was incredible. And like you were saying, something I really wanted, and I, at the first everyone was laughing a little bit, but later, at the end, no one laughed. Everyone said... Man, that guy did something he really mm. wanted, and and he just dressed up as a penguin. Yeah, he looked like a, a clown for a couple of days, but he, he got his dream. So that's just to give you that perspective of. I love it. I, I, I love really it. loved what you said because it makes makes a bit it makes impact. 
Thanks. You, you were you were you were sharing. Please go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you know, else. my I'll you know get a little bit vulnerable here, but my my story. I mean, the 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 way in which my business formed came from one of the toughest moments in my life. I was going through a separation with my ex. We have two kids together. Um, I had just made. I was successful in my job, but I just uh, transitioned to a new division which mm-hmm. I had to build up from scratch, which I was excited about in the beginning. But then as I was building this business on the side, I became less excited about it. And uh, the future was unclear. And um, I, I just personally and professionally was just not in a great spot, not in a great spot. And I remember flying back from, I had the previous year, I had won a, a trip in, uh, I worked for a big company. And when you hit a certain sales quota, you get a trip, the right. free trip to Cancun, Cancun and that kind of stuff. So I was coming back from that trip and I was just, I would just remember being on the plane and being like, this is one of the lowest times I've ever felt in my entire life. You know, it, like it was bad. It was bad. Right. And I'm a very optimistic, naturally happy person. Like it takes zero for me to be happy. Like I can be like, like I just wake up and I'm like, this is amazing. Like we're here, you know, like that's the kind of person I am, but it, it got me really down just because of my relationship. And then the, what was going on at work and so much drama, just stupid stuff. Right. And, but I use that, um, negativity and that those challenges to say, all right, man, like you hit the bottom, you know, and you got two options when you hit the bottom, you can hit it and go like this, or you can hit it and go boom and bounce back up. And I was like, this is my rise. Like I've got an opportunity. I've got a fresh start. There's no excuses. I get an, I have an opportunity to be a better dad. I have an opportunity to create a business that I've always wanted to do deep down, but I've been scared or whatever it was. I hesitated to actually start it. And, um, so it really was the, in a lot of ways, the fuel to me transforming into this life that I've now created that I'm really proud and happy of. So I think, you know, if you're going through a a challenging time right now, if you're watching, I'm sure a lot of people are just remember that you've got options in terms of what you do with that challenging time. Are you going to let it fuel you to get you to where you want to go? Is it going to help motivate you, inspire you, or is it going to continue to drag you down? but only you can make that decision. You have to decide and then go act upon it. Great, great stuff, Alex. Thanks for sharing that. Of course. Savvy, you also had you also had tough moments in your life, right? And you had also to bounce back and to uh, be the savvy we know today. Tell oh, us a story. Yeah. Tell us oh, a story yeah. about about you know that that Yeah, absolutely. That yeah, well, I, I feel like since Alex went there, I'm gonna I I feel comfortable going there too. So please, <laughs> please. Got, by the way, that's the power of vulnerability, guys. If you want someone else to open up, open up first. They'll feel more comfortable. So True. let's we're getting yeah. real here. Let's air it on out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you totally open the door. Yeah, no. I mean, I think like a lot of people or a lot of stories. I mean, um, I've been divorced for a really long time, but, um, anybody who's been divorced, which is a, a lot of people, um, knows that it is really a very unpleasant experience in all areas of your life. It's probably one of the darkest moments you could go through. At least it was for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just, you know, kind of lost, but what I decided to do with that, I, I it, once I came out on the other side, I realized that it was the best one of the best things that ever happened to me because like Alex was saying, you can decide what the bounce is like, right? You can either decide if you're going to go splat or if you're going to like use it as a a jumping off board as a springboard. And that's basically um, what I, what, what it was for me. It was a springboard. I completely changed my mindset. I changed my life. I became a more positive person. 
Um, and it really, I took all of that energy that I have and it really catapulted my career to doing some really incredible high level stuff. And so it's from that moment, I felt like I was at the lowest point and then that curve, it just hit like exponential and just started to head for the sky. And, and it was really incredible, but it also taught me how to handle adversity because you still have to function as a normal person when trying to go through a divorce. And when I got divorced, I was under 30. So it's like, try, try being a 20 something year old divorcee. Like that is, it's a whole other level. Um, and, and, yeah. And if you have kids, it's like Alex had, you know, it well, makes I, yeah. it even harder. I, can't I don't have kids. So I, I, I think children are great. I just don't have any. So um, I think probably life would have been a little bit more challenging because there are risks that I took that I probably would not have taken had I had children. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm thinking now, hypothetically, I, I don't know. But um, yeah, it's really taught me how to deal with adversity. And, and now I, I welcome adversity because I know that at the other side of that, I'm leveling up and I'm gonna learn something. And also when I'm presented with the problem, instead of panicking and being a chicken little and going like everything is falling and, 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 and everything is over, I think about, I get very strategic, very focused, and I isolate it, and I think, okay, can I solve this problem? How long is it gonna take me to solve it? And if I cannot solve it, who can I go to who can help me to solve it? Like, I know that there's an issue, I know that there are people qualified to do this, and I have no issues cutting a check to someone who's an expert who is gonna remove the pain from my life and help me to fix that. So I think a lot of people, when they, they, they come across challenges, it's kind of weird. It's a, it's a mental thing. It's like they would rather sit with it and suffer than write a check. And, I, and believe me, that's like the worst mistake you could make. You can always make back money. Money is the one thing that's infinite, that there is, it, it's just everywhere. And you, everywhere. Can, you can make it doing anything besides your corporate job. And most people work in corporate. You can make it doing anything. And so if you have that mindset, it's not that you're parting with, you know, $1,000, $2,000, $5,500, whatever it is. It's you're trading it to remove the pain immediately. And when you're in pain, you're wasting time. You're right. You're wasting time of being blocked and clouded. And you can never get that time back. Time is more precious than money because you can never make more of it. So always find a way to release the pressure, release the pain by finding people to help you if you can't find your own solution and make back the money. Money is, it's, it, I don't wanna say it's irrelevant, but it's just everywhere. And if you have that mindset of abundance, then looking at problems, experiencing problems, growing from problems, completely, it changes. You guys know that you're giving me 10 tons of micro content, right? <laughs> <laughs> You can, also, you can also use it. No, thanks Thanks for that. Well, how about on the other spectrum, on the other side of the spectrum? A great success, something that your first customer, your, you know, your first uh, uh, rec you know, public recognition of a customer saying, you really changed my life, you really touched the, the points that you needed to. What about an example about that? Oh, me first this time? Okay, yeah. Yeah, hey, I keep going for I don't want to be rude, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. Um, yeah, no. So for me, the first time that happened, um, I mean, the feeling was incredible because it validated that I was able to take my techniques and methodologies and psychology and deliver mm -hmm. it in a 
away to another person that they could ingest it and then create their own value. And that to right. me is incredible. Like there's so many very educated, very smart people around the globe. And the thing that they are not able to do is communicate their magic. They don't know how to share it. And so to no. me, like that's such a waste if you can't do that to help another person. So it's when someone communicates that, you know, you made me more confident. I feel comfortable going after what I want and asking for what I want. Um, I am being recognized in my company even after making mistakes that I thought were going to ruin my career. And, and in the moment, we all think things are going to ruin us, right? It's always bigger in the moment. But being able, someone saying that to me and then also saying like, you changed me. You made this better. I would have not been able to do this without you. It's, it is the most incredible feeling in the world. It's, I don't want to say it's like being a parent. I've never been a parent, but it's like, you feel like you helped change this person life, person's it life. It is like, okay, it is. great. It, it yeah. is, yeah. And you're just like, you're connected to them forever. You always have this bond. And I'll never forget the first time I experienced it. It was really magical. Thanks. Thanks for sharing, Savvy. So someone called you and said, Savvy, I got that promotion. <laughs> Thank you. <That's> cool. <laughs> How about you, That's Alex? Cool. Yeah, I mean, it's so cool. You because, know, like, I, I, yeah, I love this one. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. You, there is a process, uh, right, of, of a customer from being, from starting yeah. engaging with you until the moment of course. they start to get their own customers. Yeah, there's that, that customer hero journey, you know, and, and like for me, it's there's there's two things. I mean, one, yeah, yes, it's cool to see people win revenue. They they call me, text me, send me a message and say, I just landed two clients, you know, in the first three weeks we're working with you. Like that stuff's really cool. Right. And that's some of the social proof that I, I when I talk to other people course. about joining the programs, I talk to them about like these are the results you can expect. But uh, that's cool. And that helps people grow their business. And I'm excited for that. But the thing that I'm really touched by to Savvy's point is when someone's like, man, this changed my life. Like, I didn't realize I was, I could even do this stuff. Like I am a different person now. Like I've unleashed my own creative, you know, I'm on a mission to help 1 million people unleash their creative. And, um, it's really just pulling out what was naturally there the whole time. I'm sure you probably feel the same way. It's not like you're putting something in them that wasn't there. You're just showing them how to use the gifts and the yeah. talents and the things that they have. And that's what's so cool. So when they go through that transformation, they realize, wow, like I'm pretty amazing. You know, I'm an awesome, I didn't think I could even do this stuff or maybe I did, but it was so deeply rooted that it took some shaking to get it out of me. But to me, those are the cool, those are the cool moments when, when I see people's lives and their businesses transformed and knowing that I play a, a, a role in that and this community well, played a role, well, role in that. It's really cool. Cool. How about your plans for the future? What's the, what you guys have planned? Is there any any you know you want to scale? You want to keep on working on that specific niche where you select you clients, you select your clients, you work with people that you want to work with. What's your what's your view about your business? Yeah, for me, it's definitely scaling the business. You know, okay. I'm, um, you know, I left my full time job last year, July. So it's been it's been less than a year since I've been full time in this. And the, the first year has been tremendous. But I think about the next full year and uh, certainly scaling, certainly hiring somebody that right. I could partner with outside of outsourced folks. And um, 
and being more specific with certain markets that I serve, helping mm-hmm. companies, bigger companies. Cause right now I focus a lot on founders, entrepreneurs. Right. I love that space. I love that space. I'll, I'll never leave that space, but I also am branching out now to serving more of companies because these bigger companies, you know, sometimes they take a little bit longer to catch on, you know, or a, a solopreneur <laughs> or a founder, they can pivot real quick. One day they're not on LinkedIn, the next day they are, they can make decisions like that. Where a company there's, there's, influencer influences with inside the company. There's some red tape, there's some decision-making, you know, it's more complex, but uh, the more and more companies start to come around and realize that, Hey, we, we better get on LinkedIn. We better figure this out. We better have a good strategy. We realize that, you know, personal branding and creating content and social selling, digital sales, these are the present and the future and they're not going anywhere. So are you going to let your competition come through and sweep your feet and take your market share? Or are you going to wake up and say, let's tackle this thing. Let's hit it head on. And the issue is a lot of leaders, which I completely understand, they don't understand it. So they're like, how do I even, I feel like kind of foolish diving into this because how do I teach my team? How do I hold them accountable? What should the KPIs, what's the ROI I could expect? And so they just don't do anything because they're used to, we do cold calls, we do emails, we don't do content. And so it takes a certain level of humility and pushing the ego aside for that leader to say, maybe first of all, this is a priority 100%. And secondly, maybe we should bring someone on to help us understand how to navigate through these waters and build systems, processes, strategies so that we can get the desired results that we want. Yeah, uh, thanks. I I did a post a couple of weeks ago about that because I was really uh, sorry for the word, but I was pissed off with some companies that I think uh, they they really uh, demand their employees to post exactly the same content at the same time and so it useless. Just, it's and i'm thinking so much content which is exactly the same but with zero engagement linkedin algorithm really looks at it and says this has to be something here and they don't understand that it's really negatively impacting their their visibility around the, on the because network. they want can because they want control, they, want control. They, don't under, exactly. they don't understand it fully and they want control. Just exactly. let's be safe and, do, and let's be safe and let's just post this one I've, article. I've no one having, no one cares about yeah. your one article, sorry. I've been having exactly <laughs> that, that question. Which sorry is, to break it to you, but. <laughs> which is how do we let, so not let's, how do we promote our people to be individuals on their own career, on their own LinkedIn presence, yeah. but well, allowing for, them to express themselves whenever they want, but, yes. but at the same time, help our company to become better without yeah. forcing them to do it. You know, I've been yes. having those conversations. It's, it's, yes. I'll it's give you, easy. I'm really excited about this. So sorry, I'm jumping in, but I, there's a couple actionable things that I'll tell you if you're a leader at a company or you're helping lead the charge on this yeah. is one, you got to create a safe space for your employees. Like that's the number one reason that people aren't creating content. Employees aren't creating content. The number one reason they're not creating content is because they don't feel like they have a safe space to do it. They think if I, hey, if I create this piece of content and put it out there and my manager sees it, are they going to think I'm leaving? Are they going to think exactly. I'm like on LinkedIn because I'm trying to like get recruiters attention? Or exactly. it's, hey, I want to post this video, but man, like Bobby's going to give me crap about it because I've never done a video and I'm probably going to sound like not the best. And then Bobby and Sally and everyone else are going to make fun of me in the office or in the break room, or maybe it's their own insecurities inside just eating them up and that won't even really happen. So the leadership has to take charge and say, guys, let's talk about this whole social media thing. Who's doing it right now? What's going on? How do you feel about it? What do you think? And then slowly start to put together this strategy where people have a game plan. 
they understand it. And then that's where when you talk about brand and how do we, because I think a lot of times they do think about, all right, well, we've got this company brand. And so how does that going to align if everyone else is building their personal brand, doing their own thing? It's going to be the wild, wild west. I did a rap on that actually, but it's not when you under, when you, when the employees and you talk about the, the company brand and then the personal brand runs parallel with that. So like if we're all on the same team and I'm like, unleash the creative, like, let's get out, think outside of the box. And then, you know, Savvy's like, I want to only think in the box and I want to only, you know, post the articles that's, that doesn't align with the company brand. Right. So we all have to understand what the company brand is. The problem is most people don't understand what their own company brand is. And then once you get there, you build a strategy around, okay, how do we incorporate that into our personal brands? Cause everyone's got their own personality and their own flavor and that kind of stuff, which is fantastic. So you can show that as long as it aligns with the bigger picture brand of the company. Cool. Anything Talking to, to you, Mr. CEO, listen up right now. <laughs> Wake up. Uh, I love, I love that. It, it's Wake really a topic of the creative. Exactly. It's, it's a, it's a topic of passion because uh, and, and I do this podcast and I remember talking about, uh, talking about it with, with my actual company and uh, talking with a couple of friends. Some of my friends were, were asking me, but how are you going to interview the CEO of your exact uh, competitor. I'm saying that's what's incredible. It's because if people see me interviewing the CEO of my competitor, that just tells me that I have a safe place in my own company that allows me to do that. Whose company allows their people to do it? You know, that's really yeah. that's great. That that's much much much. That's cool. Guys, we don't have a lot of time. There are a couple of comments here. I, I haven't even talked with people online. So sorry for that, guys. Thank you for being there. Thank you for all your comments. I don't know why, but the, the names are not appearing here. But, uh, well, I have a couple of people here. Let me show you this first. I do my best inspiring people in video, image, and plain old text. Texts, genuine, creative, and personal narrative matter the most. People talk to people, not to brands. Loyalty first. Conversion, traffic, and branding come second, third, fourth in random. Well, there's a lot to, un to untangle here, but uh, thank you so much, dear LinkedIn user, for the comment, because <laughs> I don't know who it is. Um, but it's mostly brand, about... I don't, yeah. think, I don't think branding comes second. I think branding is everything, right? I think that's the misconception about branding is like, yeah. it's the logo, it's the tagline, it's the this, 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 it's the marketing, it's like... The brand is, you know, from a personal branding standpoint and from a company standpoint, it's the values. It's it's who you are. It's the makeup. It's how you make decisions. So you can't just throw out a tagline and say, this is our new brand, you know, brand tagline. And then and then not live that every single day. Right. Like for me, if I'm talking about making a making an impact in people's lives, helping people unleash their creative, I can't then be surface level with people and put out content that's not creative at all. Like everything has to align for my products, my services, my website, my conversations with people, how I interact on live sessions. It all has to, the brand should run through that. Like if you think consistent. about a tree, if you think about a tree, it's got leaves and roots and trunks and whatever else is on a tree, cherries or whatever else. And water runs through that whole tree. Like it, it, that's the brand. It runs through the entire tree, even though it looks, there's different areas and aspects to that. So the brand is like that brand actually comes first and then everything else um, filters through that. Savvy, um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to add to what Alex is saying. So um, I think 
the other thing that I would add is that people are really afraid to make their claim. They come up with these taglines that they think they're supposed to write. So it's really weird. They write their taglines for people that they think will accept them, but they don't write their taglines or carry the personality for who they actually are. So the reason why people struggle is because they're putting out fakeness and they're getting back fakeness. They're not being authentic. So for example, I was on an interview recently with someone that said, Savvy, you are so contrarian. You basically say the exact opposite of what people are told. You completely fly in the face of a lot of things that people are told. I'm like, yeah, because that's who I am. Like, that's just who I am. That's And that's what my videos are like. That's what I teach. And that's just my personality. That's who I am. And so that's why I think I've been able to grow my audience as quickly as I have and have the kind of um, the engagement that I have is simply because I said, no, this is who I am for real. This is what I have to offer. This is how I did it. And I'm only looking to attract these specific people. And I think that's why it works. I think that a lot of companies, and I'll, I'll say, Alex, that um, I also think that marketing departments, and this is not a dig on marketing departments, but more traditional marketing is different from newsfeed marketing. And the two things don't work. And this is why the article doesn't work. And you get like, no views, no likes or comments or views. And you're like, why this article was amazing. It's because it's not it's totally different from the newsfeed. So either there's also a strategy thing that I think people need to, to understand. Um, but there's one thing I wanted to go back to in the middle of the podcast, if you don't mind, I think it's kind of important. It was when you were asking Alex just how to how people could get over the fear of making videos. So I can share from my experience as a um, non marketing background person. So one of the tips that I did was I actually recorded myself on video. And then I would wait a day and watch it. And I think that's how you really kind of get break into video is that once you get comfortable, you have to learn to watch your own videos first. And so I would record it and then I'd wait a day and I'd watch it and I would go, man, I look like a robot. Man, I look like I have no, <laughs> I'm just like made out of steel. Man, I need to smile more. Like you're just not aware of all of those things. Um, so I got comfortable with looking at myself first and then the next step was like, how do I get comfortable with posting things online so that's like a baby step trick that i learned um for people who are super nervous because i was super nervous at the beginning actually if you go back and you look at some of my old content you'll see the really one super stiff video where i like i don't even think i blinked um i still left that on my profile yeah exactly. <laughs> just like that and then they started getting better with podcasts and stuff and now um you know louise you've seen my video content so that's that's something that i think would be really helpful it's like get used to and find your angles and find everything but get used to watching yourself first and and work up to posting and Great one more go ahead one more quick one more quick hack on that is that if you want to start making videos and you've never made videos and maybe you're, it's a lot for you to sit in front of a camera and record stuff. And that's really uncomfortable for you. Just get on the zoom call or a recording with a colleague or a buddy or a, for whatever my, or a client hit record. And just let's talk about a few topics that matter to our audience and just record. Right. So it's more conversational 
And then boom, you can take that and turn it into content. So sometimes you could even dumb it down to where it doesn't have to be anything, you know, scripted or any or one on one with you facing the camera. Just just get on a conversation just like this. Hit record and be like, yo, what's the top three things that are happening in your industry right now? What should people know about? Well, they should know about this and this. And then before you know it, you've got content. I've tricked clients into making context. I'm like, hey, Larry, tell me about this, this and this. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, this is what you need to do here. And he's like, wait a second. What are we doing here? <laughs> I'm like, we're not nothing. Just just continue on. And I'm recording this whole thing, right? And then we get a couple pieces of content out of it. So there's that too. That's a great story. Alex, there is once I would like to get your view on one of the things that you did. I don't know if you're still doing it, but um, you were doing some kind of improv improv show in the past where <laughs> yeah. you would get along with two friends and you were just yeah. doing, a, you know, improv comedy slash value out of business context. That was really cool. And I'd like to thank you for that because, you know, one of the things I love to do is teaching and teaching people, teaching human skills and taking out this, the best out of people. And one of the things that those videos taught me was that there is nothing better than putting ourselves in situations and practicing on live situations. And most of the workshops, even tomorrow, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a workshop and 80% of my workshop is practical. It's examples exercises examples because that's that improv really makes us grow a lot so so thank you for that it was really a cool show and uh it gave me a good a good idea it was fun guys yeah it was fun guys we have uh, three minutes i'd like to ask you it's my it's this during these last minutes I'd like to get your inspiration, try to see what have inspired you, any book, any talk, any mentor, what could you share about uh, so that our, the people that are going to listen here or later on could also read, see, and be inspired. What inspires you? I um, am not the best person to ask about books and stuff because I really, I don't consume a lot of content, but I'll say this. Um, you know, we all have an opportunity while we're on planet Earth to do what we think is best with that life that we get. And you're either going to succumb to what you think other people want you to do or what society wants you to do or how you should fit in. Um, or you're going to be bold and go out there and decide that I'm going to create the life that I want. Uh, I'm going to make the kind of impact that I want to make here. And um, you're going to go you're going to go chase that and you're going to go make that happen. And that's not going to be easy. But at the end of the day, you'll feel proud and you'll be uh, probably in a much happier state of mind knowing that you chose a path that was what you wanted, not what anyone else wanted. Thanks, Alex. Thank you so much. Can't Sadly. say that enough. <laughs> yeah, I would I would agree with Alex, uh, but I do have some recommendations. Well, I'll, there are a couple things I'll say. So there's no one person that I take gospel from. That's just not my personality. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that there are many people that you can draw inspiration from that are not just big names. So I would say the first thing to draw inspiration is get really curious about things that genuinely interest you, right? And either follow people that talk about those things or go find people. And they don't have to be famous, right? You can just research that and find them. Um, but if you're specifically looking for books, so I would say anything written by Napoleon Hill is incredible. Um, mm -hmm. this, 
uh, he really teaches, and these books are very old and they've stood the test of time. And um, he really teaches you how to shift your mindset and to see things from the true perspective versus what you've been taught in society. Similar to what Alex is saying, for the most part, we all are given a template. That template is from our parents and we copy paste it either for the rest of our life or until you have an awakening that you realize, holy smokes, I've been living in a box. So once you get to that realization, that is when you start to seek out the path that is gonna help you create your life and understand that once you realize you've been living in a box, you've been living in a template, you will freak out and your own lizard brain, caveman brain will fight you. But your job is to override that by seeking out the people that inspire you. So um, book recommendations, Napoleon Hill, but otherwise get curious about the things that actually make your heart happy. Sounds sounds like a great plan, and I love that 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 to end with that. You know, this last weeks I've been um, extremely curious with something I've never ever thought about, which was the the relativity theory of, of Einstein. And I cannot tell you why, but I just thought about the universe, about the planets, the the, the stars, and I just started to understand a little bit of. What is the Big Bang? What is all of that? And I talk with my friends and they say, what the hell are you doing? Are you crazy? You know, I'm just being curious because it's it's really incredible if you dig a little bit deeper and, and uh, that just feeds your curiosity that brings so much creativity after. Uh, and I, I would I would definitely read Napoleon Hill because I, I don't know it. I don't know him, but uh, I'll, I'll check it out. My friends, I would like to thank you so much for the time and for your generosity once again of being here with me during this one hour. I wish you all the best and all the success and we'll continue to be connected online and and, and thank you once again from, from sunny Lisbon to, to the States. See you guys. Thank you. Thank you guys. Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you. Bye. Take Thanks. care. See ya.